I'm Braylee, and you're listening to Blooming Beyond Borders, where you can get your weekly dose of personal growth inspiration. Hello, and welcome back to Blooming Beyond Borders. It has been a few weeks since I released an episode, and because I want this podcast to be an honest one, I'll just admit that I I haven't been feeling my greatest, and there were a few times where I felt like, oh, I, I need to figure out something for an episode. I, I, I was trying to kind of force force a, an idea or some kind of inspiration or something to kind of um, create um, for an episode. And, and after a while of sitting with those feelings, I kind of just let myself off the hook. And, and um, you know, maybe, maybe that was a bad thing. Maybe it was a good thing. I'm not really sure, but it just, it just was. And it is what happened. And um, yeah, so I was kind of letting myself feel uh, feel out what needed to come next. And as I was going through these these kinds of hard difficult feelings or maybe just maybe like a lackluster feeling of inspiration, I started thinking about creativity. And um I've I've been reading uh, as I have mentioned before, I had read the book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And also a few times I in the in the podcast, especially with my friend Turia, we talked about the book The Artist's Way, which is less of a book and more of a course. It's a 12-week course to kind of reawaken your creativity. And so I've been really, really just just re- kind of trying to understand what creativity means to me. Like, how would I define it for myself? Do I feel like I'm a creative person? Do I want to be more creative? Do I feel do I feel inspired to create or do I feel uninspired to create? And, and kind of, yeah, what do I want to create? So I thought that that would be a perfect episode because it's what's been on my mind. And I think that that's, um, yeah, I think that that's the right thing to do is, is my podcast. So... I'm going to talk about what's on my mind. And I also think for some reason, right about now is, and maybe it has to do with a pandemic or um, the time of year. Maybe it's the age of Aquarius, 2021, the start of it. I, I, I don't know what's what's up, but from a lot of people in my kind of realm of of friends and relationships, I'm noticing that a lot of people are feeling kind of similarly to me where they maybe they feel like they they have these creative wants and needs like they feel like they need to create something but they don't know how and they don't know what and so yeah because i'm feeling the same way maybe this will resonate with with some of you who are listening so i'm going to kind of talk about some ideas from both of these books and um yeah, and just kind of my my own experience related to, to creativity and, and um, we'll see how and where it goes. So the first thing, I think I want to talk about big magic. And I kind of thought about some main ideas that if you haven't read the book, which by the way, I would highly recommend 
um, especially if you listen to this episode and it and it resonates with you. So the three main ideas that she talks about. Um, so number one is let your fears coexist with your passions. So the big idea of fear, there's a lot of this in the book and how it's, it's not that fear is a bad thing and it's not that it's ever going to go away. But we have to kind of, we have to kind of accept our fear and we can appreciate our fear because something that she talks about, which is so freaking true, is that fear keeps us safe. So most of the time that the fear kind of rumbles up inside of you, it's for a really good reason. It's to protect us. And so for that, we can say, thank you, fear, because there, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but there have been so many times where maybe I'm walking in an unfamiliar area or, or maybe it wasn't a, a familiar area and I get, you know, you get that feeling where you're like, I don't really feel like I should be walking down this street. I'm going to go a different way or I'm going to pick up the phone and call my dad or call my friend and let them know where I am or... Um, or even, even just smaller things, you know, like the way that our feet move when we're on a hike, let's say. So our feet um, and our bodies kind of intuitively know which steps to take. And when we get that feeling like, oh, I don't know if I should, you know, like jump that far or go down this steep thing with all these rocks or whatever. And, and, and you know, sometimes the fear the fear controls us and then other times the fear really protects us and keeps us safe. So yeah, so so fear is a really big thing that she talks about. And when we talk about fear, we talk about it in a lot of different ways, right? So we talk about it physically. Um, so for me, personally, I am as scared of heights. So that is a physical fear. And of course, it's a mental fear as well. But it's it's when I physically go above a certain point. So I when I've tried rock climbing and stuff, I get to a certain point on the wall and my heart starts racing and I want to cry and my cheeks get all hot. And I just want to, I want to get down. And most of the time, I do. And then there are other times, like, um, I'll keep this example of climbing. There, the last time that I was climbing, I, I got to that point that I normally, you know, where, that, where all of those kind of fear symptoms start happening. And I stopped. I paused. And I just kind of, I just stayed in the same spot. And I tried breathing. And I kind of just told myself, like, you can do it. You can do this. You can do this. And I went a little bit further. So after I went a little bit further, I was ready to come down. You know, I, 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 I wasn't ready to climb to the, to the top. I wasn't ready to finish it. But I, I went past my normal point um, of, of, I guess, my limit. And so that is a, is a good example, I think, of how fear can keep us safe, but it can also be in the way of, of growth. So, and this is the kind of fear that she talks about um, as like an interference. So that's something that we let, we let kind of rule our, our creative selves and our personal selves and, and, yeah, so I, I really love the way that she speaks about it. And one 
one quote that I like from the book is she says, it seems to me that the less I fight my fear, the less it fights back. If I can relax, fear relaxes too. So I really love that. And I'll get more into fear in a second, but I'm going to read you the, the, the two other big ideas from her book. So the second one is give yourself permission to create. So it's like there are all these, we have ourself, our self-critic. And, and, and that is a big, it's a big part of us. And it, and it kind of comes along with us to job interviews, to into our relationships with friends, with family, with lovers, with, with, with pretty much everything, this, this critic gets really loud sometimes and for some reason when we're talking about creativity this voice is like it's like screaming and in both of the books so the the artist's way in this book and I'm sure in pretty much almost all books having to do with creativity and stuff this this self-critic comes up and um yeah so how she talks about it is like not really saying like fuck you to the critic but just saying like it's 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 not your time right now like kind of quieting it down learning to not listen to it and sometimes sometimes we can listen you know it's 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 always good to have um different perspectives on things but usually when that self-critic comes up it's not it's not to lift us up it's to keep us in the same place so, yeah, so that's a really big idea, um, giving yourself permission to create. And then the third big idea, and granted there are a lot of big ideas in this book, but this is something that I think um, kind of resonated with me uh, as, as an art, quote-unquote, artist. And it's to keep your day job to fuel your creative affair. So I really liked this one, and it's funny how I just like did quote it, like called myself an artist with kind of air quotes, and it's kind of exactly that. Both of these books, I just did the exact opposite of what it it teaches, which is like we're all an artist, and we can call ourselves artists if we feel like artists, and um, we don't have to make our money. Our livelihood does not need to be linked to our creative stuff and I think I I think maybe part of part of my upbringing was like my dad's a musician right my mom's a musician too but so my mom I think only only a few times did she really try to make music into like a monetary um like a thing that that kept us afloat I think she was more it was not necessarily a hobby it's a passion but she she kept her day jobs um and then my dad I think he was he was like a very into well he is a very intense focused passionate musician and for a lot of his life, he was he was traveling with bands. He was um in yeah in different bands. They and he made money doing it. And then he's also a music teacher, um a part time music teacher. And so he he definitely like his kind of mo his his intent has been to make his livelihood with his music. And and I'm not saying that's that's a bad thing or a good thing, but that was my 
that's kind of what went into my head when I thought about artists and how I had this and I think so many of us have this like if you're not if you're not able to pay your rent with your art then you failed you're not good you're a shitty artist but the whole thing is that no like that doesn't have anything to do with it and so in in this book in Big Magic Elizabeth Gilbert the author talks about how she she like kept her day job until after she put out Eat Pray Love. So Eat Pray Love was like a huge best best seller. And I'm sure she got I mean she got famous from this book. So and she had been creating books. She had been a published author and and she'd been in I think like a magazine writer and she she's been making enough way way enough money to pay for her life before Eat Pray Love, but she kept her day job. Um it's it's like a just in case thing, but it's also what she said, which I really I really liked this is like you your art already has pressure on it, right? We we put pressure on our art purposefully or or, or by accident, but we do. And so why do we feel like we need to put more pressure on it by saying this is like not only do you need to be good but you need to be good enough to make money for me so it's like it's 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 an interesting perspective on it but it's kind of like your art is a living breathing thing and it's already having a hard time because creating art is a lot of the time it's it's hard sometimes it's emotional sometimes it's physically hard so then we're we're adding on top of that this pressure of 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 money which is of course as we all know money is like one of the biggest pressures we can put on anything and anyone so so yeah i really really loved this 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 idea which is keep your day job to fuel your creative affair and don't put this pressure on it um so those are the three big ideas from from big magic like I said there are so many and I would 100% recommend reading this book because she the way that she like what I said it's this living thing that it shouldn't be taken for granted and we should appreciate it for for what it is which is this big magic and so she talks about it in 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 the way that the big magic is that aha kind of moment when you're like, I need to create this thing, whether it's a painting or a song or a book or whatever. And it's not about who is going to listen to it. It's not for anybody else except for you. And I had a friend um, recently tell me that he, he had just had this kind of feeling about his own music and realized that for for a lot of his life he was creating music for other people for you know for other people's enjoyment and he's just realizing that like no man I need to make music for myself because if I don't like it who who the hell's gonna like it or if they do like it who cares if I don't like it you know so this is a big thing and I and I feel similar similarly about this with the podcast where I think I've talked about this for a little bit where I'm not necessarily making this podcast for anybody other than myself. And that's kind of why I didn't put out an episode this past week or so is because 
I didn't want to make an episode for just the people that listen. Like I, I, I want it to be true and real and, and, and raw if I can. And, um, and yeah, so I, I decided that, okay, if I don't want to make an episode, I, I need, I need to wait until I do. And I'm going to talk about the artist's way now. And, you know, the big magic might come back in a minute. But for now, I'm going to switch to the artist's way and talk about the, the ideas in this book. All right. So the artist's way is by Julia Cameron. And it is a 12-week do-it-yourself creativity course. And... It's broken down in the book. It's a the one that I have. It's it's pretty big, so you can um, you can write in it. There are some some things to fill out. There are also quotes on the sides, and it is broken down into weeks. Um, and so you kind of you just you go along with it, and and so the main idea is well. So what it's called, what the kind of subtitle is, the artist's way, a course in discovering and recovering your creative self. And I love this this quote. So she she puts quotes about creativity and and kind of um, lots of other things in this book. And one of my favorite ones is "Art is not a thing." It is a way by Albert Hubbard, and something, something she also says um, that's that's part of the book is leap and the net will appear. So there we go with the kind of the fear and the excitement again in in this in this other book, and she she does it in another way. She talks about it in a different way, but you know the the gist of it is it's it's the same. It's when when you open you're you're kind of the floodgates of creativity and you remove those blocks made of mostly fear everything can flow in more easily and and it's this idea that fear and excitement can can coexist they're there at the same time it doesn't mean if you feel fear you can't feel excitement and if you feel excitement you you can't feel fear because that's just not true and i think if, if we all look back at moments where we felt courageous and brave and like we took a really big leap of faith, we, we, we most likely, you know, it, maybe it was 50-50, maybe it was 80-20, you know, whatever it was, but I guarantee you that there was at least a 10-20% um, feeling of fear and that's why, that's why the payoff was so good and yeah, so so there we go with the fear again and and it's and it's emotional. I think from from speaking to people that have done this artist's way. Um I have a friend and I my mom has done it. She she was really really into it. She even entered a group, um not a support group, but I guess kind of like a a group and they were all starting the artist's way at the same time and they would talk about it with each other and because apparently it's pretty, it can be really emotional because um, there are a lot of things in this book which talk about recovery. And the, the, the recovery part of this, I think a big, a big aspect of it is you're rediscovering your creative self. And what she thinks is that every single one of us is a creative person. It's not, there's not even a question about that. 
So the way that she goes about this book is, it doesn't matter if you're a banker or, or you are a writer or you, I don't know, cook food or um, you're a mathematician, an engineer, a, um, a cleaner, like any, anybody and everybody is a creative person. There's something within them that wants to come out. And this book, this journey, this course is to help that help that happen is to um it's to encourage creativity and also like acknowledge it and obviously that's that's the first part you know is acknowledging that you have a creative thing being inside of you and you don't need to deny it you don't need to be embarrassed you don't need to you know let that self-critic win and and I, I love the beginning of this of this book because she talks a lot about these voices, and it's not only voices of our, uh, you know, our our own voices. It's other people's voices, and I think, um, you know, maybe your childhood, maybe you had really supportive, creative parents, and 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 then maybe, which I think a lot of people struggle with this aspect of of growing up which is like you know we're we're kids we're in school and we're encouraged to color let's say we're encouraged to do the really creative science projects and dress up for halloween and and we're we are creative as children it's kind of like this stereotype but in reality there, there comes a point where it seems like creativity is no longer encouraged and it's almost like looked down upon. And, and of course, this isn't in, in every situation, in every family or in every school, but I think in a lot of cases, this, this is the fact. And it's really sad because then kids are starting to grow up and they're, they're beginning to be encouraged to lean more towards the quote-unquote realistic careers and and which is not necessarily a bad thing, but by doing that, we're kind of like saying your creativity is just, it was just, a, it was just for your childhood. You know, it's, it's a, it's an immature thing. And, and so, yeah, so in this book, she talks a lot about this and that like, if you had that kind of upgrade, upbringing, or even as an adult, you're hearing people say like, oh, like, oh, you do collage or, oh, you joined a theater group and you're 55. Like just, just there's a lot of judgment and a lot of that judgment actually comes from other people feeling that, that, um, that they have a creative part of themselves, that they, ha that it, it has been pushed down and pushed down by themselves and, and by their family or friends or whatever. And, and that makes them sad too, and they just don't realize it. And I think a lot of this talk about creativity is like understanding that we we don't have to ignore a part of ourselves um, because we might be embarrassed, or because we maybe we think we're really bad artists. You know, maybe we we love writing short stories, but people have read them before and they think that they're really bad so then we stop or I have like a perfect example I painted a painting like a few months ago and I personally did not like it like I, I hadn't painted in a long time and 
and I, I just felt like I needed, I needed to like get my hands messy and, and, and paint over this other painting that I hadn't liked. So anyway, I, I was painting and, and then I got done with it and I put it up on my dresser and, um, and I was looking at it and I, I didn't like it, let's say, like just let's put the emphasis on, I did not like this painting. My husband, who is French, who has very strong opinions and um, I think the French more than Americans at least, I don't know about other cultures as much, but the French are very blunt. They're very blunt. If they don't like something, they're not going to pre- pretend that they do. And most of the time, they'll say that they don't like it. So anyway, um, Flo was looking at my painting, and he was like, oh, I don't, I, don't, I don't like it. And I freaked out. Now, I could say that Flo could have said it in a different way, you know, like a more sensitive way, and that's, that's, um, that's our own thing. But, but in general, the, the level of freak, of freak out that I was feeling was really, really strong. And, and I realized it was because I didn't like my art. So like, I wanted to have somebody else to validate the fact that I made a painting. And the whole thing is that it can't come from other people. It has to come from ourselves. And even if, even if we don't like the things that we create, the the important part is that we're creating it. That's the, in both of these books, it's all about just do it. Just jump in. And that that quote that she says, leap in the net will appear. I, re- I just, I really love that. And I think, I think it's really, really, really hard. But once you start doing that, once you start living with, with that idea, whether it's creativity or, or with just in, in normal life, it's like, Nine out of ten times when we feel something really strongly and we also feel very scared about it, it's, it's for a really good reason. And I think that we should follow that feeling in our gut. And I think that fear really will keep us from doing like the stupidest, dangerous shit. I really do think that. And I think that as humans... Although sometimes it gets hard to differentiate between the good fear and the bad fear, um, I think that normally we, we, we're pretty good at it. We're pretty good at, at like recognizing a feeling of like, oh, this, this doesn't feel good. This feels unsafe. I'm not going to do it. And then, and then that other fear, which is like, hey, no, this is going to change. This is going to change your perspective on things. This is going to give you way, way too many experiences that you're not used to. This is going to put you in uncomfortable situations. That is the fear that we normally are like. We just, um, we think that it's keeping us safe and that's what we will tell ourselves, but really it's not. And yeah, so in both of these books, I think this this idea of fear is a really huge um, it's a huge thing and so in 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 the artist's way every single day and this is what you start doing from the very beginning so you make a contract there's a contract in the book 
and you just, it's for yourself. You write the date down that you're starting and you sign your name, like a real contract. And before you sign it, it gives you these two things that you do consistently, which is every single day you are doing, you're writing daily morning pages, which is stream of consciousness writing and it needs to be at least three pages every day. And stream of consciousness writing basically just means you write whatever the hell you need to write. So sometimes you don't feel like you have anything to say and you can just write the same word over and over and over again. Or you can talk about how much you really love coffee or how much you hate, I don't know, olives or you had a bad day yesterday. Talk about your bad day. So anyway, this this isn't this isn't to read back. You're not supposed to look back on these on these writings. This is just for in the moment, three pages every single morning. So you're you're pretty much doing it right when you wake up. So that's the the first um, kind of commitment, consistent commitment. And then the second one is a weekly artist date. So this is a date that is only with yourself. And it's an opportunity to let yourself follow your curiosity. So um, it could be as simple as like taking yourself out to a movie. This could be going to a cafe and writing or, or um, going to a park and drawing something, you know, drawing what you see. It could be anything. And you can think of um, different things each week. You could do similar things each week. But the main point is that it is every single week. But the most important part is that you are by yourself doing something creative. So other than that, um, so you're, you're doing those things each week. And then, and then each, each chapter, so each week is a chapter. And, and you kind of, you read ex- all the things she has to say. So it's on a different topic. So like week one is recovering a sense of safety. Um, let's look at, let's see, week seven, recovering a sense of connection. Um, week two, recovering a sense of identity. So yeah, so she'll write She'll write about these these um, these ideas, and then you have kind of different tasks or different things to think about, check-ins. Um, let's see what else, and then the quotes. Yeah, so I it's it's funny because I'm talking about this artist way, and and I have gotten to two weeks. So I I did two weeks in 2018, and I started the contract over again. <laughs> the next year and then I didn't start it again so as I am kind of trying to figure out my own relationship with my creativity I decided that I'm going to restart the artist way so that was another reason for me doing this podcast was um, you know maybe there are some of you who would like to start on this journey with me and if so that would be amazing and we can start a check-in group a WhatsApp, whatever we, we, we want, or maybe just, you know, some messages here and there. But you can get it pretty cheap. Um, I don't like Amazon. I don't really like to support Amazon. I, it, it's If you're in Europe, um, the book depository, they do free shipping and... Um, and I really, I really like them. And then maybe there, there are some other online or local bookstores you can get this book at. But if you, if any of you listen to this and would like to start this with me, please let me know. And I can, I can wait 
um, for my start date, so maybe we can start next week. I'm really excited about this, and I think that it's not only about creativity, but it's recovery of just yourself and, and your perspective on what it means to be like an individual and 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 about that that self-critic that we have and it gets really loud and I think this this journey this artist's way and also reading this this book big magic and it just it it changed my it changed my perspective on what it is to create things and as as I am you know I I love to write I love to draw I love to paint I love I love to bake cakes and decorate cakes and that's to me that's that's a form of 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 my art and after feeling for so long like I didn't I didn't feel inspired I I haven't over this pandemic like I it feels like everybody around me has been feel like creating all these crazy things and finding new hobbies and for me it's been actually the opposite and so you know, here we are almost a year into this pandemic and I'm finally, you know, feeling that that pull to create something again. And that feels really, really good. And I want to make sure that I follow it. And of course, there's always that voice in my head that's like when I put podcast episodes out that I've talked about before, there's always that voice that's like, nobody's going to like this. Nobody cares. This is stupid. Why are you doing this? Who gives you the right to to like to record a podcast and publish it for the entire world to listen to? You know, all of those all of those words that that hit you hard, you know? They really hit you hard and it's hard. It's really difficult to ignore them. But when when we're talking about creativity, I think that it's it's always better to put yourself out there than to not not for the other people, but for yourself. So I'd say the weekly challenge is to think about something that you have been wanting to create, that you've been too scared to, or maybe too nervous to, too busy to whatever it is, um, and just do it. Or, or at least think about doing it, you know, like think about what it is and think about what are those blocks? What has been keeping you from creating what you need to create? And maybe think about how, how you can get to a, a point where you feel like you can. And, and then on the other hand, maybe just stop thinking and take that action and create it. Create something. So that's the challenge of the week is, is, is to create something, to think about this idea of what, what is creativity to you and what has stopped you from from creating so there's the weekly challenge of course um feel free to share it on the instagram blooming beyond borders um i hope that everybody has a has a lovely lovely week and yeah and and i hope that you create something i really hope you do because I always think that it feels better to create something when you feel like you need to than to not. It always feels like you're keeping something inside and that's never good. So I hope you enjoyed this, this, um, this episode on creativity and in the meantime, let's get blue. Talk to you guys next week.